listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 89, where we will be discussing chapter 9 in Clockwork Prince, Fierce Midnight. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. Um, Robin, I need to know what's on your um, wall underneath the picture. It's the phases of the moon. And mm, of course gold, it is. Okay. Um, metal. She just wanted a piece of me above her bed every night. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of Kristen. I'm into it. Put it above it my head. Kristen's janky tattoo. <laughs> Awesome. So we had a great weekend. We went to Busy. the social event of the season. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's baby shower. We had so okay. I had so much fun. I had so fun. exhausted. So exhausted. I can't even like my sister in law and her mom did everything, and I'm the tired one. <laughs> I sat You're there and watched them do it an all. Eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then like you had to stand up a lot, and you didn't wear shoes, yeah. which was awful. It was awful. I should have just worn sandals or slippers or something, but most of my shoes don't fit me anymore. <laughs> so it was. <laughs> yeah. So last you could have night... borrowed my Crocs. I, I should have. I need to get my own. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah. No, last night, Andy literally had to help me to bed, like hold my arms because my hip was hurting so bad from the pressure and stuff. And like, because Robin and I went to a barbecue after the baby shower because we had another like, anyway, and um, I was sitting on the floor. And so it was just at the time I was fine, but getting up was hard. And then (laughs) when I got home, I was like, no, this is not good. (laughs) I pushed it. Your bed's so tall, too. It is. It's because of that topper. We have a three-inch topper on top of everything. So, yeah, it is really tall. Hard to get in. With my short little legs. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys for coming. Yeah, but the baby shower was... Oh, yeah. It was a tea... Yeah, tea party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very cute. Yeah, they put a lot of work into it. It's crazy. It was very nice of them. I was spoiled. That's good. And obviously I cried a lot. Which made us cry. <laughs> right. So. Oh, man. And my child had to make fun of me for crying. <laughs> That's yeah. what they're there for. Yep, exactly. It's like, you don't know. You, you don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even know. <laughs> it was fantastic. Oh, gosh. It was. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, maybe we'll post a picture if we got a good one of the three of us. Oh, I did already. That's done. <laughs> oh, did you? Why didn't yeah. I get a notification? It's weird. Not like I from you know. specifically. Not like, why did you tell me? <laughs> but like, why didn't it pop up on my phone? <laughs> I don't. Uh, did you the do world's it on against Insta you. or on Facebook or both? Yeah. Uh, I just did Instagram. I should do okay. Facebook. I always forget. Okay. I'll take a peek. Well, By the time these people listening to this hear this, it'll be up on Facebook. Yeah. 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 You're welcome, apparently. Totes my goats. <laughs> okay, Amanda, you got something cool for us? Oh, yeah. What you got? Yeah. So we had um, a listener 
send us a message. Okay, so yes, it's from Tanya. Tanya, please let us know how to pronounce it. I'm very sorry. I'm sure you get that all the time, just like Robin gets a Y put in her name. (laughs) I'm sure it's the most annoying thing ever. Um, But she sent us a message and said, um, hey, girls, I just wanted to let you know that I love your podcast. I have fellow Shadowhunter Chronicles. I have (laughs) followed. Yep. Sorry, pregnancy brain. I have followed Shadowhunters Chronicles for years now, but never could convince my friends to read them. So I had no one to discuss them with. But hearing you, you, but hearing you talk about the same things I used to talk about myself is amazing. I cannot wait for you to start the Infernal Devices is my favorite, and I need some Will, Tessa, and Gem in my life. Wishing you all a nice end of the year for you and your families. XO from France. Oh, that was obviously from 2020. Right. <laughs> Before we started. Well, we sent a message out via podcast. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you, you know, want us to read your dms out let yeah. us know and so she had dm'd us and said that we could read hers as a review right and it was from then yes and thank you very much we appreciate your continued actual listening that's really yeah. amazing listenership yeah. <laughs> yeah yes thanks for sticking it out with us through the uh, missed uploads and the manic laughing the wheezing just trying to read that <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff happy almost one year anniversary to you sending us that message yay (laughs) oh my gosh can you believe we're on episode 89 dude we're awesome yep so cool that's all i got to say about that yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well, Amanda's baby shower is the only cool thing that's happened to me all week. So me too. Same. Yep. I've been working. I was like, like a, I got like to a, attend and be like one of the cool kids. Yeah. What? I've been working like a dog. Is that what <laughs> the saying go? How the saying goes? Yep. Yes. Robin and I both this week. So yeah, the baby that's shower it. was good. It was great. It was amazing. Um, but unless someone, no one has anything else to share. Let's cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. The Institute orphans gather around the table to break their fast. Young William is still missing. Charlotte and co, trademark pending, compare notes about where he could be, and soon Tessa is set to get ready for training, except she's sent, not set. So there's that. At training, Tessa continues her lamenting to Sophie about Will, and of course, the Lightwoods overhear everything, snuffing out Charlotte's wishes about keeping the case of the Herondale Houdini under wraps. Gideon and Gabriel jump into training, the older of the two doing a poor job of hiding his feelings for Sophie. Fucking Gabriel decides to live up to his nickname and is a giant dick to Tessa. Wishing Will dead and making her uncomfortable, he leaves in a huff and his brother follows behind. After training, Tessa arrives at lunch to find Ragnar Fell, the High Warlock of London, breaking bed and making plans with Charlotte. He's going to find out the five W's of the Herondales at Ravenscar Manor. Manor. <laughs> Later, Tessa sent a note from Magnus imploring her help in finding Will. Tessa waits until nightfall, then sneaks across the hall to enlist the help of Jem. He agrees, and the pair go snoop in Will's dirty-ass room until they find something to track him with. 
Tessa finds a surprise of her own in the letters she wrote to Nate, like a secret diary shoved into a book. <laughs> Tessa and Jim share an awkward moment that gets cut short by the carriage arriving. Jim, Jim is able to get a lock on Will's location, and they roll off into the night to find <laughs> their dude. <laughs> I like it. For some reason, all I can think about is the dude from Goonies going, hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like they're off. They're off into the sunset to go look for Will yelling that. I don't know why. Okay, fine. I suppose we'll start at the beginning, even though we all know that we're just biding time to get to that scene. <laughs> if you've read the chapter, you know. And you should have read the chapter before you're listening to this. Come on now. You were given explicit instructions <laughs> one week ago today. Exactly. <laughs> Robin will hunt you down and she will find you. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> Who's the shadow hunter now? It's me in your bedroom. <laughs> you're just like you turn into Slenderman. <laughs> she's the clip. She's the clip. Uh, what's it? The guy in the corner of the the word dude, paper clip. Oh, <laughs> don't forget to read the chapter. <laughs> Could you imagine me trying to break into someone's house? I would immediately trip and break something and like shout my entrance to everybody. Yeah, you, well, you would apologize to the thing that you tripped over. <laughs> I'm so like, sorry, you broke Mr. their lamp. Bass. I'm sorry, lamp. <laughs> <sighs> oh, all right. So, given these circumstances, I'm going to need y'all to lower your expectations because my brain will be, be premiering The Awakening of Tessa Gray, my own personal Jessa fan fiction, for the first 40 minutes of the show or so. <laughs> uh, okay. So, let's get to the book. So Cyril, pulled from his bed in the middle of the night, is driving the carriage down Fleet, down Fleet Street, exposed to the elements, you know, like yellow fog. Why? All I could think of was Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> we went and saw that in theaters. <laughs> yeah, we watched it last Halloween. Yeah. At Amanda's. the first time I'd seen it. Uh-huh. And so but- all that was in my head. What is yellow fog? I don't get it. It sounds toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is it mustard gas? What is happening? <laughs> Dude, that's awful. <clears throat> I'm glad that we got to see, like, have this scene set. Because mm-hmm. you get so swept away in, like, the grandeur of the Institute and yeah. all Tessa's and Jessamine's beautiful dresses and like the really romanticized version of Victorian England. But that was a very small percentage of people who live their life that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I think, you know, Tessa brings up later in the chapter mm-hmm. about like comparing to the way she used to live and how she was lucky. Mm-hmm. But there was still like paper shoved into cracks in the walls to keep them warm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. That's just crazy. It's nutty. So, um, aside from the toxic fog, um, Tessa's all snugly inside the carriage with Jem, people watching through the window, as you do. And as they pass this matchstick factory, Jem explains that the matches in London are called chuckaways, and so are the girls from the factory. And now, I, I can hear the what the fuck on your lips but hold your rage just a little bit longer 
because it's going to get worse. Um, and we've got to get some bromate history first. <laughs> so Jem warns Tessa that they're going to the East End or the quote unquote slums. So she should stick close and keep her head on a swivel. And Tessa, with her selective naivete, asks what Will could possibly be doing in the bad part of town. (laughs) And besides, he and Jem are divinely connected. Wouldn't Jem be able to sense a disturbance in the force if something happened to Will? (laughs) And Jem's like, uh, yeah, we're shadow hunters. Everything about us is divine, duh. Like, it's kind of in the name. Um, (laughs) Nephilim, not shadow hunters, by the way. Uh, but he goes on to explain how he and Will became pair bros for life. Quote, he asked me, or rather, he told me, we were training up in the training room with long swords. He asked me and I said, no, he deserved someone who was going to live, who could look out for him his whole life or all his life. He bet me that he could, he bet me that he could get the sword away from me. And if he succeeded, I'd have to agree to be his blood brother. And he got it away from you. This is Tessa asking. In nine seconds flat, Jem laughed. Okay. Have you ever severely miscalculated a friend like that before? (laughs) I don't know that I have. I'm more interested in the time. Like, I'm assuming he's just jokingly guessing nine seconds, but maybe he Uh did, like, count. Like, (laughs) I want to know. Oh, no, that was me. Okay. So Tessa must be debuting a fanfic of her own because she asks why Jem said uh, no at first, despite the fact that he clearly told her it was because he was dying. Right. She's like, she must be not paying attention. Of course not. (laughs) Are you even listening to my story? Huh? That's what she's saying. Like, Jem's like, are you even listening? Right. Jem, ever patient, explains pretty much uh, what we already know from TMI. Uh, The ceremony binds the two together and makes them stronger, like an ultimate fighting team. Um, And they get special friendship runes that uh, bond them for life. But like penguins, you can only have one pair of bro tie your whole (laughs) entire life. (laughs) So it's a big decision, which is why Shadowhunter culture requires you to pick your person before you're 18. (laughs) Makes sense. Teenagers are known to make very good life decisions. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Permanent and lasting. Absolutely. (laughs) No Ray Gertz. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You guys are getting paid for this? Sorry. (laughs) I have to watch. It's compulsory. I have to watch that show every time it's on. Cannot help it. What show? What is it? I've seen or it. movie. Uh, Were the Millers? Yep, that's it. Yep, 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 that's it. It was the boyfriend or whatever. Not even uh-huh. a boyfriend. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's great. All right, but en- enough history. Let's get this midnight romp back on track with a quote. Um, but this is Gem, um, so it's not going to be from a novel. Oh, no. It's a dead language because that's Jem's thing. His kink is languages that no one speaks anymore. <laughs> These boys are like so quirky. And they are. I want um, them to be drawn like emo kids now. Yes. 
Absolutely. I can get behind that. Hipster glasses. Yeah. <laughs> With like a beanie <laughs> and a plaid. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I need a flannel thrown in there somewhere. Right. Um, so he says, I'm going to attempt this because it's ancient Greek and, you know, no one else speaks it. Right? Good luck to you. <laughs> I think. Uh, Kalepe te, well, fuck. Kalepe ta kala is what he says, I guess. Uh, which according to Jem is ancient Greek for that which is worth having, the good, fine, honorable, and noble things are difficult to attain. Which I I feel like that's a lot for three words. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> agree. Well, and then he's like, you know, all these languages were so great before all all these unnecessary words, and you're just like, but that meant so much. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh and also by the way it means beauty is harsh too okay that doesn't make sense so you're aware (laughs) uh so Jem is waxing poetic about his love of dead languages and tessa's just like say something in mandarin and dude this is probably the most realistic depiction of americans in this entire (laughs) book Because as soon as you tell someone you know another language, that is the first thing they ask you. Prove it. Yeah. (laughs) Say something. (laughs) As annoying as it is, Jem is sweating Tessa's balls so he complies. And since there's no fucking way I'm attempting Mandarin on air, um, you're just going to need to go back and reread it or use your imagination. Um... (laughs) Uh, obviously, since Tessa doesn't speak Mandarin, she has no idea what the fuck he said. Pro tip, if someone asks you to say something in um, a language they don't understand, always make fun of them. Yes. Or, oh, no, sorry. Always make it fun for yourself. Uh, they don't know anyway, so it doesn't matter. I like it both ways. Make fun of them. Make it fun. Whatever. Do it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like on that um, Cheech and Chong where they're like, hey, pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> That means hi, friend. (laughs) It's a little harder with sign language because, like, bullshit, it literally looks like a bullshitting. Like, you can't hide that. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, so back to Tessa and Jem flirting in the carriage uh, as Cyril freezes in the toxic fog. NBD. No big deal. Uh, Jem does that thing where he tucks an errant strand of hair behind uh, Tessa's ear and then gives her like a cheeky warning that implies how dangerous he is. (laughs) You know, hot boy shit. (laughs) Silly. (laughs) Tessa is flustered. (laughs) She goes back to staring out the window uh, at the desperate scene before them. Uh, Cause she just can't with the guy next to her. She's like, "Whoo, I gotta calm the fuck down." <laughs> Looking at poor people will like cool her loins a little bit. <laughs> okay, so it's intermission time for the awakening of Tessa Gray, because I'm about to lose my shit. You know that rage you were holding in? Get ready to let it loose. <laughs> so Cassie does a really good job of describing the situation of the people in this part of of town um i'm not gonna read it because it's just it's a i already have enough quotes anyways 
what was I saying? Oh, right. So she does a really good job of explaining the people on, on the road and giving you enough detail for you to kind of like extrapolate on what their life must be like. Like the woman that's holding the ba- the baby that may or may not be dead. Uh-huh. Right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Victorian rage time. Jem drops a bomb out of nowhere, mind you. Out of fucking nowhere. He's like, hey, fun fact. Right. <laughs> in case you didn't know. Like a fucking tour guide on a bus in Hollywood. Like Gwen Stefani used to live here. Did you know that? Like. <laughs> so the deplorable byproduct of the Victorian class structure is, uh, or one of the horrible byproducts is a uh, midnight tours through the poor neighborhoods as an activity that rich London Londoners eloquently named quote unquote slumming it. How fucking quaint, right? Like how sweet. So these fucks put on their best imported silks and warm wool coats, hop into the carriage and fucking gawk at the desperate poor people in this part of town on the streets cold hungry no shelter and they use it as something to talk about like to make themselves interesting at dinner parties fucking victorians i swear to god you're right like with their nice warm coats and everything and he literally references people freezing to death Uh uh-huh there's a nickname for people that are freezing to death yeah yeah yes they call them shivering jemmies or something which is bullshit yeah so, yeah, these reprehensible motherfuckers um, have these funny little nicknames that they use to categorize human beings who are starving on the side of the road, you know. And Tessa's like, do they stop and help? And Jem's like, no. <laughs> Definitely not. And how England managed not to go full Les Mis blows my fucking mind. Dude. Like, I'm like, How? really Mm. Marie Antoinette racked up a credit card bill like (laughs) Queen Victoria was the devil Kristen's got the crazy murder eyes (laughs) I mean obviously it's more complicated than that but just saying all right enough of my ginger rage back to the flirting so I'm gonna read this excerpt from the book Jem took her hand. I can't glamour you against the glances of mundanes, he said. So keep your head down and keep close to me. Tessa smiled crookedly. Of course she did, because why? She wouldn't smile straight at something like that. Come on. (laughs) Sorry, back to the quote. But didn't take her hand out of his. You said that already. (laughs) He leaned close and whispered into her ear. His breath sent a shiver racing through her whole body. It's very important. Inappropriate. Okay, I have two things here really quickly. Okay, so the first thing is, why wouldn't he be able to glamour her against Mundy's? Because didn't Jace do that to Clary? Yeah, but Clary um, could have rooms and Tessa can't. That's right, duh. That's right, and she was mad, but she she wasn't sure. She could... If she is a warlock, she could use spells to do that, but she doesn't know how to. Right. Okay. Okay. And then so second, she can't. Yeah. What happened to the really inappropriate stuff you had written here before? <laughs> <laughs> that, 
<laughs> that was Robin's fault. She started it. <laughs> I was writing and I was like, what the hell is going on over there? So Kristen went, we were on the dock at the same time. And apparently she makes a bunch of lines, but they just all started with Fs. It was like five Fs. So I, we had to fill them in. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. And then I got I got embarrassed because my husband came up behind me and started reading them when I was finishing my my thing, and so I deleted them. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to see this. <laughs> you don't get it. <laughs> okay, so they hop out of the carriage, and Jem heads for a red door. A lady in red answers the door. That was a terrible sentence, and I apologize. <laughs> um, she takes one look at them and is just like, nope. <laughs> not, not happening. today You're not. bye nope but Jem, flexing some serious badass muscle holds the door open with his pimp cane <laughs> stabby bit out and is all this isn't business it's personal so let us in and there won't be any trouble but like in a polite way because Jem, up until this point is like incapable of being rude right mm-hmm. so the red lady relents admitting that there is one Nephilim there and lets them in. Tessa is not prepared for this place. She's clearly never been into a place like this before. Um, the Victorian trap house smells like Jem's drug, uh, which makes sense since this is where Will comes to buy uh, Jem's supply. But what could he be doing there now? Gee, I wonder. She's so <laughs> naive. So naive. <laughs> As they're following the lady in red, Tessa notices that she has a forked tail and is like, oh, she's a warlock. Oh, shit. Sisters. What? Sisters. Cousins. I can't wait to watch that movie. Oh, gosh. I love it. This season. So I'm going to read. This is her Tessa's internal monologue. Ragnar, the Dark Sisters, this woman. Why was it that all warlocks seemed to be so sinister? With the exception of Magnus, perhaps. But she had a feeling that Magnus was an exception to many rules. Amen. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Quick sidebar. Um, I appreciate the fact that these characters aren't perfect in their thinking and actions. Like, it makes them fear, feel more authentic. Like, no one's perfect. We all have preconceived ideas and prejudices that we're unaware of. And that's what makes us human. So, but I, as much as, like, it annoys me when she says stupid shit based on, like, just what she knows, right, as a character, I I appreciate it. I, I, can, I can see it for what it is. She's a, a rounded character that has flaws and is learning to be normal. I suppose. Normal. I'll allow it. Right. (laughs) So the red lady leads them into a large room and OMG, the Victorians fucked up a lot of shit, but man, you got to tip your hat to the interior design game. Even in a demon drug den, this shit is on point. (laughs) (laughs) They know what's up. They've been watching HGTV. Yep. In the middle of the room, there's a bunch of dudes with red skin and talons who Jem later explains are squibs or infrits, um, sorting through like the various powers on the table and 
So the Red Warlock, having clocked Jem's silver coloring, begins to taunt him, thinking that he's really there for his next fix of Yinfen. Uh, but Jem shuts her down and says something in Mandarin, which translates via Google Translate, because I had to look it up, as where is he now? But I, I'm assuming it's like more forceful, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. you know how like some languages, they have like different inflections mean have different meanings. Yep. So I, I want to I want to like think it's like, tell me now, like, where is he now? <laughs> I nope. just want him to be a badass. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to read this next part, this next excerpt, because it's important. She looked at him for a moment, then shook her head. You are foolish, she said. There is little of the yinfen left, and when it is gone, you will die. We struggle to obtain more, but lately the demand? Spare us your attempts to sell your merchandise, said Tessa, suddenly angry. She couldn't bear to look the look on Jem's face, as if each word were as if each word were the cut of a knife. Okay. I get that Tessa's trying to protect Jem. But I have questions about the Yinfen supply. Like, Me too. I feel like even if she is blowing smoke, like, we need to check this out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I agree. Tessa standing up for him, cute. Like, her not wanting to see that look on his face must be hard. But what if he mm-hmm. was just like, wait, wait, wait a minute, what? Right. I got 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Tell me a little bit more, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you have like a Costco size bag? Could I <laughs> buy in bulk? How much if I just get a flat of it? <laughs> a liter of cola? It's for a cop. A liter of cola? Love it. Oh. <laughs> You're the Mac. I'm the cheese. <laughs> Sorry. That's from number two. Uh, where am I? Tessa. Okay. So Tessa, the original Karen, throws a fit <laughs> and demands to know where their friend is or she's going to need to speak to a manager. The lady in red points to one of the beds lining the walls and is like, there, bitch. That's what I would say, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, so, okay, before I start my part, I just have to say, I just want to say that um, I didn't get into detail because I'm a loser, baby. Um, anyway, at my baby shower, Kristen made me this amazing basket with all these beautiful things in it. And she did such a great job. And Robin got me a rolling cart that I desperately wanted. And I just want you guys to know I really appreciate it because I do. I love so you. don't. Look at me too much because I'll cry. But <laughs> again, <laughs> but thank you. You guys did amazing. And not that that's what it's about, but I really appreciate the thought you put into those things. So thank you. Okay. You're amazing and we love you. Okay, move on. Thank you. Okay. Let me okay. <laughs> so as Tessa and Jem walk closer to where the warlock woman had pointed out, um, Tessa notices that not everyone in the bunks were human. Which I feel like should have been a giveaway since this woman is a warlock. Right. right. But okay. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. They strictly cater to mundanes. Right. <laughs> That's it. Totally. And um, so someone was like creepy giggling. Another person was making a sound described uh-huh. as sadder than weeping, which is just like, whoa. 
And mm-hmm. another person was, or potentially a person, I suppose, reciting a child's rhyme like continuously, just over and over again. And that was the person next to Will. God, that had to be annoying. <laughs> Dude. I can't. So they finally. I, I would instantly feel like I was going to get murdered. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, could you imagine nowadays they're like repeating Itsy Bitsy Spider or something? Nope. <laughs> Creepy. That's a I don't red like flag. it. Yeah. I mean, all I can imagine is just like the lice and the scabies on the sheets and stuff. Oh my like, gosh, yes. No thanks. The lice. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, like that's that. a good point because when they finally get to Will, he's lying on this bed and he's like half dressed and he's it looks like he's almost struggling to breathe. So that's a good mm-hmm. point. Like he had his shoes off. He was only in like a pant pants and one shirt or something like that, like an undershirt. So yeah, what if lice and stuff got into his clothes? You're right. They don't have COVID protocols to like sanitize yeah. everything. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, their masks were a few years later, right? The twenties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Tessa pulls like she gets into motherly action and feels Will's head with like the back of her hand, which I made my husband do earlier, and I was fine, by the way. <laughs> anyway, inappropriate. Will is hot. And um, (laughs) she states the obvious and tells Jem, like, we got to get him out of here. And um, the dude on the side of the bed next to Will is starting to recite more rhymes. And I'm probably just like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Bye. No, thank you. (laughs) How many times am I going to say that this episode? Bye. I got to (laughs) go. This whole thing is a no from me, dog. We'll be saying that when we get to your part. Not yeah. me. Not yeah, not Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so Jem is just like frozen after seeing Will. And Will won't move either. And Tessa's like, this dude is so big. He's tall. He's muscular. And this time she's not like daydreaming about him. She's being literal. Like, I can't lift this guy. <laughs> <laughs> His it was, r- it startled me when she said way. he's like six feet tall. I was Because I, uh-huh. I, I knew he was tall, but I didn't like think about it you know yeah and six foot back then it's tall well and they're still so young too i imagine that you mm-hmm. know i mean i stopped growing in like the eighth grade but <laughs> that's my I'm poor one. daughter she was trying to tell adriana last night that uh she was gonna get taller and i'm like Aww. no <laughs> you're grown you're done that's it you didn't eat your flintstone vitamins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember that one time I tried to give you kale? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So she's literally trying to figure out how she's going to do this without Jem because he's not helping. And um, so finally she does what anyone would do, at least what I would do. (laughs) And she threatens to turn into Jem. She threatens Jem with this. Like, I'm going to turn into you so that I can use your muscles to lift him. But then if I do, everyone here is going to see you in a dress. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm kind of just like, yeah, they wouldn't because it would just fall right off. Like, I think you would just bust out of it like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> so then they would get a different show. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I love it so much. It just makes me think about like someday. I know she can't have kids, but like someday her becoming a mom and threatening that to her kids. Like, if you don't get out of bed and go to school, I'm going to go for you. And I'm going to be really embarrassing. <laughs> oh, that I have never thought of that. That is a genius idea. Talk about a fucking flex. Seriously. Yeah. Like, watch it, buddy. 
Yep. You never know what I'm capable of or who I am. It's like the faceless man or whatever. The man with no name. The mini face god. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, she looks at Jem and he's still not saying anything. And she's like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And then he just says, do you? And he starts helping. (laughs) And I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like, what do you guys think he meant by that? Like, bitch, I understand. Move on. I don't get it. I don't. Okay. At least you're on the same path as me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. Because it was Jem that said that, right? I think so. I don't know. I read this too fast, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't understand it either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get it. And so um, he's helping. So I guess we can just move on. It doesn't matter. But it is weird. Maybe he's just saying, like, do you understand what I'm going through or something? I don't know. Because we don't really know what's going on in his head right now, obviously. Right. Of course, we have a pretty good idea. But um, Will's not about it when they start trying to help him. He wants to stay in this gross bunk with the, like Robin said, the lice. And um, (laughs) Jem is finally able to get him standing. And he goes for his weapons belt because um, Will had just left it like hanging on a hook, which sounds really dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So Will is basically just like slumped on Tessa while uh, Jem is putting Will's belt on himself. And as he's, Will is slumped into her, he whispers to her. And he's like, tell me this isn't a dream. And then he, like, snuggles into her neck. And um, she's like, um, Jem? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm surprised she's not just, like, snuggling back. Like, yeah, this is nice. We look like cats right now. <laughs> um, but luckily, Jem didn't actually see nor hear that awkwardness. And um, so then Jem comes over and Will's like, oh, good. Now all three of us are here. <laughs> We're all together. Like, this is just great. And um, Jem literally tells him to shut up. <laughs> He's starting to get fed up. So Will says some shit that doesn't make sense to me or to Tessa. But Jem realizes that it means that um, he needs Jem to pay for his drugs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what kind of a drug place is this that allows people to take the drugs before they pay for them? I don't understand. Like, and then Jem is like, well, let's get him outside to the carriage and then I'll come back in and pay. And I'm also like, what kind of a drug place is this that they would allow him to leave the building before paying? Like they need to up their business practices. This is terrible. (laughs) Someone needs to write them a letter. I love it. (laughs) So anyway, they get outside and Cyril comes running to help, of course. And Will insists. He's like, I can do this on my own. Like, let me stand. And he starts going at Jem about, like, you didn't have to come fetch me like a child. I was having a great time, whatever. <laughs> and Jem is so done, he legit slaps this motherfucker across the face. And it was the best leaving. thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> he tells Cyril to get him into the carriage, and then he goes inside to pay. And I'm just like, damn, there's Jem. <gasps> Ladies Fucking and gentlemen, daddy. the real Jem Shady. yeah he's a badass (laughs) did he slap him or did he punch him i thought he punched him maybe he did punch him it says he hits him i just somehow i imagined a slap i don't know okay i just it's more insulting right (laughs) he's bleeding so it probably was a punch you're probably right (laughs) okay 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 yeah so will is just like whoa daddy's mad (laughs) (laughs) He watches Jem walk back into this place and he's like, James? 
and he like like he can't believe that that just happened mm. so my guess is obviously the gem is incredibly offended by will doing this shit willingly no pun intended uh since gem has to do this shit to survive like excuse me that would be i would be so hurt and mm-hmm. i imagine that has to be really sobering for will to see that his actions are once again affecting other people and this time he didn't even mean it yeah <laughs> right well the thing is with that it, it's crazy to think that it, if okay obviously we don't know how much will took mm-hmm. of this drug but it obviously hasn't does not have that effect on jim at all no right. so it's like that's how much his body really needs it to survive that it doesn't make him hallucinate and get crazy and <gasps> Well, and we also don't know if he took Yen Fen or just another demon powder. That's fair. Right, because there are all kinds of different powders and stuff there, they said. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. Interesting. Yeah. Still, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, still enough to get your ass hit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so Tessa and Will are in the carriage while they're waiting for Jem. And Will is like, I fucked up big time, huh? And Tessa's like, yeah, <laughs> big time slap at the base. <laughs> and Will explains that he was just really tired and he needed a break. He just wanted happy dreams for once. And I feel so bad for him because, of course, we know why. You know, it's just really right. sad. Mm-hmm. And Tessa's uh-huh. like, bro, this is not the way to get good dreams. <laughs> Amen. Yep. And You need the ganja probably... for that, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just kidding. Yep. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you would sleep so hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Tessa's probably thinking like you could try to be nicer to people and like be ha- live a happier life. That might help you if you just start. <laughs> right. But of course she you could just like understand. be a good person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just try it. See how it works. <laughs> Let's give it a shot, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. So just then like they're obviously close to each other because Tessa can't be like six, six, six inches away from Will when they're alone. Um, Mm -hmm. but Jem like opens the carriage door and, and throws himself in and she backs up and he is just pissed. He's ready to go. He hits the roof and he's like, Cyril, take us home. And he's being kind of mean. And I didn't like that, but it's okay. Cause he was mad. So. Right. We'll, Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll talk about it later, but you can't act like that, man. Cyril didn't do anything. Anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like when you're mad at one kid and then the other one like gets in the way and you're like, and you too. Yep. (laughs) You think of something they did last week. (laughs) Yeah. My kid tells me, she's like, when William gets in trouble, I go away because I know you're going to make me clean something. (laughs) She is so smart. Right. And your backpack's all over the floor and pick up your shoes. That's great. (laughs) She like starts backing up on the stairs because she was halfway down. (laughs) She's just like, nope. (laughs) I hear her. I have to tell you, sidebar, quick sidebar. I was laughing my ass off. So last night, Adriana came and spent the night with Bryn. And so at like nine o'clock, we decided we were going to go get them ice cream, but we didn't want to tell them where we were going. Right. So we we're like, just get your stuff on, get a mask. Let's go. So Adriana's like, like, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to put my mask right here on the table. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> she, she goes to the bathroom and she comes back and she's like, I got my mask. It was on the table and my shoes are over by the door. I'm going to go get those. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're cool, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, this is Auntie's house. There are no fucking rules. Put your shit wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> She's so polite. That's so like, you don't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> you do. 
Oh, you too. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. They get back to the Institute and Jem just gets straight out of the carriage. And it reminds me of when Will did that at the train station. Like he's just gone yelling something behind him, like at Cyril, something about getting Will to his room, but Tessa couldn't completely hear him and he's just gone. And so Tessa goes after him, but since he was so far ahead, she had to look for him. She looked in his room. She looked to the library, the music room. She couldn't find him. So eventually she went to bed and she's trying to sleep, but couldn't shut her brain down because of course she's thinking about that time she farted in second grade. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, me again. (laughs) So she's obviously thinking about them this, this whole night. And uh, so she tries to read the book that Will had recently given her with that little poem that he had written in there, but it didn't even make her smile tonight. She's just so distracted. And what she's really thinking about, though, is that Jem being mad, like Jem being mad at Will, but her main focus was that Jem, it was the first time Jem was like rude to her or like wasn't overly kind. He was kind Mm -hmm. of short with her. And I'm like, yes, it is all about you. Please do go on. Jeez Louise. Uh-huh. Elaborate. Yeah, like this whole thing happened and you're worried about Jem. Like the, your focus is that Jem wasn't being super sweet to you all night. That's just crazy. At least she does have this epiphany. Like I've taken him for granted. Like yeah. I'm yeah. a terrible friend. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Friend. We'll see. Right. <laughs> I didn't give her the benefit of the doubt, obviously, because I didn't bring that up. <laughs> right. I was like, just annoyed. Fuck this bitch. Yeah, you get to see it from my perspective, okay? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> so her thoughts are interrupted by a noise coming from outside of her room. So she goes into the hall and realizes it's coming from Jem's room. And Okay, so she says that it sounds, or she thinks, whatever, um, like a person screaming in pain. Um, but she also kind of made it sound like it was the violin. Like maybe he's really toughly playing the violin. I didn't quite know what she was trying to anyway describe there obviously we will find out in a moment <gasps> but she thinks for just a second and just decides to walk right into his room because she wants to catch him in his undies inappropriate yep all huh. over the place she's clearly not a vampire nope <laughs> she's walking in no invite okay so once again you get the pleasure of hearing um this through my awkward brain so you are absolutely welcome so tessa whispers after jim he's like jim jim but he doesn't hear her or he doesn't want to one of the two so she makes her way further into the room and he's peeled down to shirt sleeves and trousers and absolutely murdering his violin (laughs) he's sawing on it so hard that one of the strings pops off which happens to me sometimes when I wear the small braiding hair ties. And it actually <laughs> happened Thursday night when I was driving home from work at 1.30 in the morning. It popped on the side of my head and it scared me so freaking bad. I thought there was a bug in my hair. And I flipped. Oh my gosh, that's great. Oh, I, I don't know why they just pop out like my hair is just it's like, about enough. <laughs> it was a long ass day. Yeah. Never once. Has nope. a hair tie that was securely in my hair. Like, I, I've had hair ties break when you're, like, trying to put one in. But never once while it was in my hair. Oh, it happens yep. to me all the time. It's awful. Same. Robin, and stop I spreading your... Pop. We're just jealous. You're just showing off now. Right. You <laughs> could put Amanda and my hair together and it wouldn't be yours. 
And you have a shave under, and it still wouldn't I be do. as much. Yep. yep. <laughs> I love it. I don't. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Back to TMI. Tess is frantically calling out to Jim, like, stop. Stop. You're going to ruin your lovely violin. And so he stops, and he's, like, sweaty and huffing. And he tells Tessa, quote, what does it matter? What does any of it matter? I'm dying. I won't outlast a decade. What does it matter if my violin goes before I do? Except he said that, and it's a quote, so I need to say that correctly. My bad. Mm. The violin goes before I do. Tessa's taken aback. <laughs> She's like, whoa, this escalated quickly. <laughs> so um, Jim has been taking some emo moves from Will. So he gets up and goes over to the window and tells Tessa that she, um, she knows what he said is the truth. Like, you know what I said is true. True. <laughs> and she's she tries to tell him that like nothing set in stone they could find a cure the whole thing he's heard over and over mm-hmm. and Jim's anger subsides and he sounds detached and said which is almost worse and he tells her that there's no cure he's gonna die everyone knows it and it's probably all over the newspaper people are post- posting about it on Facebook and it's probably <laughs> gonna be within the next year He's no family left, and the one person he trusted most in the world decided to make a sport out of the very thing that's killing him. Jim is pissed. Yeah. Yep. Tessa approaches him, and she says it's like she's trying to approach like a wounded animal. And she's like, ah, look, I don't think that Will's intention was to make you upset. He's just trying to escape some dark demons that he has, like, you know, Cecily and seeing his family. And Jem straight up drops his violin onto the tr- the trunk, like his trunk. And it's like a really expensive violin, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really proud of him for this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Tessa, like, I don't really give a shit. Yep. That's not an excuse. Will knows what it means to me. And seeing him, like, toy with this thing that has literally destroyed my life. It's, it's not cool, bro. Not cool. Not cool, bro. <laughs> to say the least. Okay. So Tessa's like, listen, I hear you and I get that, but Will wasn't really thinking about you when he did it. And Jim's like, yeah, I know. That's the fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's literally a part of me. He should be thinking about me always. Always. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even think about that part. Well, and Jim always thinks about Will. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So he explains... He doesn't have a lot of time, and he knows, like, he's on borrowed time. So he's decided to, like, make his life about defending Will and seeing the good inside of him, even that of all the shit he's pulled. Um, And so he's really put his neck out on the line for him a lot. And after the stunt he just pulled, like, maybe he really is a rotten apple. Like, what has my life been for? Like, maybe he is a piece of shit. That's really sad. Yeah. No wonder he was so upset thinking that way. Yeah, Tessa think something similar when she's like I wonder if people letting Will off on his bad behavior is has actually helped him at all or if it's actually made things worse right yeah yeah she did say something like that about like he gets away with so much because he's beautiful Mm -hmm. Uh and stuff yeah like what I said duh (laughs) (laughs) so Jim's chest starts rapidly rising and Tessa puts her hand on his forehead and tells him that he's burning up and he should be resting. And so Jim kind of flinches away and Tessa drops her hand and she's like, what's wrong? 
you don't like it that I touch you? And he's like, listen, bitch. Shit's about to get real. Here's the real tea. I don't want you to touch me like that. And Tessa's like, like what? I, I, was, I don't know what you're saying. And then it's described as she's honestly bewildered by his behavior. And I'm like, but are you? Like, right. How do you not, like, at this point, how do you not know? You know. You know. Yep. But it's the the author's describing her actual thoughts. Yeah. It's not even, like, her her emotions. It's not even her internal monologue. Mm-hmm. So, supposedly, she's supposed to actually be bewildered. But, mm. Mm, I don't know. It mm-hmm. took Sophie about mm, 15 seconds watching them walk down the hall together from behind a cracked door to peg that right so (laughs) (laughs) i don't know anyway jim is like i'm not into you looking at me like you're a nurse and i'm a patient and he feels that when tessa touches him it's like you check my pulse or you're looking in my eyes but you're searching like for a clue to see how much of the drug that i took which is totally accurate because we've been inside her head before yep yep and he says that if he were another man, a normal man, like, he might have presumptions with her. <laughs> then, literally unable to read the fucking room, <laughs> Tessa tells him, you know what? You must be delirious from your fever. It's not you talking. Jim, eyes darkened, which I want to know what that actually looks like. <laughs> it's, it made her instantly wet, is what it looks like. <laughs> She was like, oh, shit, he's serious. <laughs> yes, daddy. And, <laughs> he tells her, you can't even believe I could want you. And then he said in a half whisper that I am alive enough, healthy enough. And Tessa grabs at him and calls him Jimothin. <laughs> and then tells her that it wasn't what she meant. And then Jim puts his hands on her and he drew her close and they stood chest to chest like they were going to be in a street fight. And then <laughs> Tessa notices his poles and she's like, oh, my God, your hair is curling around your pale neck. And it really sounds like she's describing a vampire in this moment, like a 90s vampire. His paler hair was by his paler neck. <laughs> so in this moment, she's trying to convince herself that she wasn't feeling the way that she was feeling about Jim. And he was just a good friend, good old steady, reliable Jim, like that magical pair of leggings that somehow have withstood the chub rub despite wearing <laughs> them at least once a week. And they still feel like a second skin when you put them on. Yeah. Shout out to my Nike leggings. Same Nike. <laughs> my yeah. Columbia's. Yep. I've literally hand sewn them three times now. They're, they're never going away. Nope. <laughs> So Jim has to do the cringy novel thing because it's literally in his contract that um, he has to say her name and he leans down to kiss her. And Tessa's like, oh, my God, you guys, I can't believe it. I'm kissing Jim like Jim, like James freaking Carstairs, captain of the football team. (laughs) Definitely not. You know what I should do right now? I should compare, like, these two best bros and see how they are, like, different <gasps> kissers. And so, like, 
Will has this like really like fiery like elemental aesthetic going on and like Jim's like an airbender and um he just has this <laughs> soft and tentative and like hmm like he wouldn't like hold on she, she b- 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 okay sorry He's, like, soft and tentative, and, like, I know that, like, he knows what we're doing is wrong, and he's, like, such a gentleman, so it's probably actually, like, bugging him, unlike Will. (laughs) Okay. In Tessa's defense, I have done that before. You, of course you have. It's fine. It's just saying. We just gotta do it. So, Tessa's super into it, guys, even though she wasn't sure at first. So then she throws her arms around his neck, and Jim gasped against her mouth, which has to, like, be a book thing. People don't actually do that in no. real life. It's a right. novel thing. That nope. would be weird. Yep. It would or, it's like, like okay? no one's been as into us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nah. 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 Chris, it's, like, not true. Couldn't be. <laughs> like, I do not want to eat a corn dog, but is that, like... <laughs> Oh, this tastes so good. Oh, God. <laughs> like when it's really hot, you, you do the hee-haw. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> Jim gasps, and then he goes still. And, <laughs> okay, so Tessa rubs his shoulder. She's like, come on, kiddo, let's go. <laughs> Got to get in the car. It's time to go. <laughs> and it works. Um, so he comes back with more ferocity than before mm. and he pulled her in close against the small of her back and let's take a moment to remember that she's in a dressing gown oh yeah so it's like real close skin to skin contact for the times and then they um, tumble onto the bed and Tessa pulled Jim onto her and she said that she quote the feeling that she was being given back something that she had belonged to her forever a bit of her that she had missed without knowing she was missing it. And then she goes in to describe how Jim's like a bird. <laughs> He's got some hollow bones. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the most unsexy description. Well, that's what she said. He's, he's got, like, hollow bones. I know. Ornithologically speaking, you're a 10. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is what you were waiting for. You're like, I can't wait to get to the last part of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he starts feeling her up, but stops at the tie on her dressing gown. And Tessa decides that she wanted him to be able to see the real her without the change, which is just, a, I don't, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she undoes the tie herself. And um, then she's just in her like little white nightgown. Mm-hmm. And Jem looked down at her and he repeated what he'd said in the carriage in Mandarin. And he tells her, he's like, hey, I lied to you. <laughs> I actually told you that you're beautiful. Um, I just didn't want um, to tell you before because I didn't want you to think I was taking liberties. And then this bitch reaches up and tucks his cheek and says, take them. (laughs) And they start like making out again. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's talk about this boss move. Talk about topping from the bottom. She was like, take him, bitch. Yep. Let's go. 
Did you literally Tom just Brady. say topping from the bottom? Yes, I did. Okay. Just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I like that you said something about Tom Brady. And... What did you oh. say? Huh? Tom Brady? Somebody, did somebody say Tom, Tom Brady? Tom Brady says let's go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Were everybody anyway i like that these um sidebars are making it so robin gets a break in the awkward yeah <laughs> that's what they're there for yeah we're just, we're just trying to help a sister out right I, just, I felt very cringy writing this i wasn't into it we should have switched parts it's fine <laughs> no i don't think we could have aired it if you would have <laughs> done fair. this fair enough yeah. fair enough <laughs> so they start necking again and Tessa goes under a shirt. And then again, she's like, I should compare Jim to Will's body. <laughs> I should do that right now. And then as if Jim can actually read her thoughts, he's like, look, I know I'm not like much to look at. I look. And then Tessa interrupts him to say, beautiful. You are beautiful, Jimothan Carstairs. <laughs> and then... Um, she goes on to describe, like, obviously this is her internal monologue, that Jim is like this really old book from her mom that the pages felt like they would break if you touched them. And that's how she feels about Jim. He was as breakable as he was lovely. And now that I'm reading this, I can't help but hear Amanda's tone being like, see, see, they did a really good job of making him sick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Quit His ruining my life. Because he's so breakable. Amanda. <laughs> so um, I'm laying on the bed and Tessa thinks about the dream that she had with Jim burning and how she feels like she's sharing his fever and they're burning Aww. together like a phoenix rising from the ashes. And they both didn't know what to do, but their like hormonal teenage instincts were taking over and Jim undid the front of her nightgown and kissed her shoulder guys which made her flinch and then she knocked over the box that held his drugs which is like hashtag relatable and jim looks like horrified and the powder starts like misting up into the room and he's like tessa you can't touch anything like being in this room is dangerous you you gotta go mm-hmm and of course, she thinks about when Will ordered her out of the attic, and she's like, damn, is this my life? Right? No. She's has a type. Fuck this. It's not. So she's like, guess what? I won't go. She's like, I'll help you clean it up. I'm your... And then she's like, uh, friend? Like, I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> so she just stops. She just trails off and stops talking. And Jen pleads to her, um, and Tessa kind of, she understands the emotion behind it. It was shame. Poor and he baby. tells her, quote, I don't want you to see me on my knees grubbing around on the floor for the drug that I need to live. That is not how any man wants the girl. He. <sighs> I'm sorry, Tessa. And Tessa's thinking like the girl you what? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. I feel like you stopped talking. But she didn't have the heart to ask. So she kissed him on the cheek and then grabbed her dressing around and did the walk of shame. <laughs> Except it wasn't shameful. I think there was no shame behind that. <laughs> no. I'm happy. With it. it's, I'm fine with that. No, but it, it was dangerous for the time. Yes, exactly. She had to be sneaky. Mm -hmm. So out in the hall, Tessa was like, damn, how long was I in there for? Whoa. <laughs> it's like three minutes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
So she had just slipped into her room when she saw this flickering of light that caught her eye. And like any good cheese may goddess, she hides out with the door cracked to see what it is. And the moment was a person walking down the hall, a fair haired boy. Wait, <laughs> a no, that is boy. Jessamine in men's clothes. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for knowing what I meant to say. I put a hair-haired boy. <laughs> so Tessa closes the door, and then she was left reeling on what the heck Jessamine would be doing stalking around in dude's clothes. And then she laid in the bed and felt the weight of everything, and she was just tired to her bones. Mm. So she closed her eyes, and she saw Jim's face, and then Will with his bloody lip. And then when she finally went to sleep, she wasn't sure if she was dreaming of kissing one of them or the other. <laughs> Can it be both? Right. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. You did so good. Yeah. That's what you were waiting for. <laughs> that was amazing. I like, hey, I got my one comment in. I'm not, I'm not cutting it either. <laughs> I love it. Okay, y'all. Make sure that you've read chapter 10, The Virtue of Angels, for next week's episode. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.